Hello, welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. If you're a new listener, we really appreciate you choosing us to listen to. Scott and I are a married couple obsessed about movies. Scott's more analytical while I'm more open-minded. We're unscripted and unfiltered, which means things might get a little crazy. So buckle up. Yes. We do have a couple updates. What are they? They are, we were a guest on Film vs. Film. We sure were. Yeah. And that is out now, as of yesterday. Yeah, it was, we sound a lot better. This is the second time we've been on there. Yes. We it sound... sounds like now, like it, you, if you listen to it, it sounds like how we sound right now. Yeah. So I, I felt professional. Yeah. The first time I was just trying to use my iPad and it wasn't compatible with the box that we use to record into mm-hmm. for the microphones. So I did my research this time and we connected it to Shelly's laptop. And there you go. That's how we sound professional. I was like, because the first time I was like, we'll just record it through the iPad. We'll be right next to it. So it won't be that bad. And then we heard ourselves and I was like, oh, my God, it's the worst I've ever heard. Yeah, it's not easy doing podcasting. There's a lot of electronics. You got to figure things out. Uh, Luckily, Scott does all of that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you heard of the Mac and me episode, I think you made a reference to like frustrating things happening or something to that effect. Oh, yeah. And that was just that I had been working with your laptop to try and figure out why the box was not syncing up with it. Mm -hmm. And it's basically is it just need your laptop needed to download something like a driver for the it's a Motu M2. We'll shout them out. Hey. But uh, yeah. So if you listen to it this time, I, you know, if you can put up with terrible audio on our part, go back and listen to that first episode. And we did what movies did we do? Well, the first time we did Spider-Man No Way Home, and we did Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Mouth of Multiverse? No. (laughs) Uh, Multiverse of Madness, and then this time we did Coen Brothers movies. They picked, well, Martin picked Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And we picked The Big Lebowski. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, Scott and I almost got divorced so <laughs> yeah make sure you listen to that also stay tuned to the end of the episode where we'll give shout outs to anyone who made comments on our social media so if you want to shout out make a comment we will do that at the end yeah if, if you've got like 10 minutes we'll shout out all the people that have commented exactly <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about what movie are we doing today well you tell us you picked it it's short circuit. Yeah, and why? What? What about this movie made you pick it? Like, what was your first experience with it? I think, like everything we talk about with movies, it's all my childhood. Mm-hmm. Well, not bad. Because that's when I, that's when I watched most of my movies. Yeah. I get into adulthood, and then it was like, oh, I've got to work for a living. Who has time for movies? Until True. now, <laughs> where I'm working, and we're doing a podcast. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I I understand that. I mean, I worked at a movie theater until 2010, and then I fell out of watching movies when I left that place. Mm. And then I was like, you know what? I haven't seen a bunch of movies lately. I'm completely out of de- out of touch of what movies are out. So I, I made it a habit. And it was kind of a pain because I would f- wait for other people. I'd be like, hey, do you guys want to go see a movie? And like people wouldn't be available or just wouldn't respond. So I was like... Fuck this, I'm going by myself. So I went and seen a shit ton of movies by myself. Good for you. In my 20s. Don't wait for other people. Yeah. It's not bad. It's It was really easy, too, because the theater that we have downtown here, which I think is still there, right? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought I heard some news about it, but I can't remember at this point. But there's a theater downtown that is very easy to go into other movies. Mm. So, you know, when I was working part-time <laughs> in college, I, I would... I don't know about any more, but... I don't know. Well, a friend of mine told me that, and, and I don't think they listen to this. That True. theater, the yeah. chain of theaters doesn't listen to this. We didn't announce who they didn't were. Didn't name it. But... A friend of mine was like, oh, if you want to watch multiple movies in one day, it's easy to go in there. And so, like, I would go in the mornings and be there until the night. You know, what's funny is, um, I think in high school, I heard of people doing that. And I'm like, I can't do that. you got to pay for that movie. Well, I paid for a movie. One. I know, but I was just so scared to break the rules. I know. Well, that theater, the way it's laid out, is just easy to get into a different one yeah they have a person taking tickets in the very middle and then all the theaters are down uh, hallways so oh, it's yeah. very easy and yeah i saw a ton of movies doing that good for you <laughs> good for me <laughs> good for you for breaking the rules <laughs> but yeah you picked this movie we were had originally i had announced a different movie we were doing at the end of mac and me and you were like wait we are gonna do short circuit because mm-hmm. we had had some time off yeah, exactly. And we have had some more time off now because of the Film versus Film podcast. We we did that with Martin, and that's why we are now back to a regular schedule. Yeah, that's why we skipped one, because we had to watch two movies with them, which, oh my goodness, what, that's fine. That's what they Yeah, I know. And, you know, Shelly is studying for her mm. her coding exam and doing her business, so, you know. Doing one podcast is uh, is enough. So yeah. So doing the film versus film podcast kind of took precedence over that week instead of us recording. So here we are and we're back. Hopefully after November, we'll start being more consistent. Yeah. Hopefully. Which let us know. We I looked it up. I was just curious to see kind of what people's preference were for podcasts. And a lot of things I've read online were like, well, if you're just kind of doing it as a hobby was every two weeks, which is what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. We started out very excited and did one every week and uh, got a little overwhelmed. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, sorry, that's enough about us. So do you remember about when the first time you might have seen this was? I don't know. I would have to be like 10, 12. Yeah. I didn't watch it when it came out. Sure. I had thought this movie was the second one. We were getting ready to watch this. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember seeing this as a kid, and it was so funny. Like, he, the robot Johnny Five in this was so funny. And then as we kind of watched it, I was like, oh, I think I'm thinking of the second one. Yeah, same. Because this one's kind of a little more, I mean, he does do funny things, but this is a little more grounded. Yeah, I don't remember this one. Yeah. So I guess I didn't watch this one when I was 10 or 12. I watched the second one. <laughs> Which one did that come out? Uh, 88. Okay. So two years later? Yeah, so that makes, yeah, 10 or 12. That makes more sense. I did read that they were going to do a, a third movie, but they couldn't get the script working. They were oh. like, eh, we don't think the script is very good. All right. So what is Short Circuit about? A robot. Thank you, Shelly. Good. Yeah. The end. <laughs> All right. Well, that was it. That was it. <laughs> yes, it is about a robot who becomes a... <laughs> Of me. I'm kidding. I'm He's kidding. Alive. Yes, thank you, Shelly. <laughs> yes, it is about a robot 
designed for military purposes, gets struck by lightning and becomes alive. Yeah. And I thought his name was Johnny Five, but he doesn't call himself Johnny Five until the end of this movie. Yeah, I was just thinking, man, if he got struck by lightning, he's lucky he didn't have chemicals around him. Otherwise, he would have turned into the Flash. Yeah. Or, yeah. Because that's... We we have seen the Flash now at this point. Yeah. It was okay. <laughs> uh, poor Michael Keaton. He deserved better. Yeah. He was the best part of that movie. I was like, oh, Michael Keaton's back from 1989 Batman. Holy shit. And he deserved better. I just couldn't get over, you know, the personal life of the actor. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Much like himself in real life, he was putting babies in microwaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these robots are... We, first off, this movie is directed by John Badham, and he directed a movie called War Games that I actually watched earlier this year oh. with Ali Sheedy, who's in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's where um, Matthew Broderick is like a computer guy, and he accidentally starts global nuclear war with a computer game, Whoops. and he has to stop it before it actually starts. So maybe this guy, John Badham, kind of likes robots or computers. Sounds like it. Yeah. Which I did read in the trivia that Johnny Five was kind of a lot of the effects with Johnny Five were done practically. Oh, really? Yeah, like um, first off, it took it was one point four million to build Johnny Five the robot. Shit. And the budget for the movie was fifteen million at the time. Wow! In the movie, I think they said it was eleven million to yeah to, to make to for the movie, uh, but in real life, it was a million. Yeah, in real life, it was a million, Holy yeah. Holy shit. I know, well... That's the, insane. The, the real-life robot doesn't have a laser beam that can kill everything in the world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so sad. That's disappointing. Yeah. They were like, it took us 17 years to make this movie because we had to get the laser working. <laughs> we had to get it just right so it'd blow everything up. But I was reading, uh, before the podcast started, I was reading that, you know, the scene where he flips through the dictionary really fast mm. was done with a leaf blower, and they had the dictionary open, and it was just like, <laughs> so, you know, interesting, and when he flips the coin, after he disassembles that car, he, like, flips it, and it was done with a uh, wire, like, on the coin. Oh, okay. So you can tell, if, if we watch it again, and it does look a little off, but they reversed it, so they flipped it with the wire, and then went right back down, so they... They reversed the film, so that's why it looks a little weird. Wow. Reversed film footage always does, you can really tell when they do it. Yeah, they, I, it seemed like they, you've talked about that in other movies that we've done that were in like the the 80s. Yeah, there's a, I, the one that comes to mind right now is the movie Anaconda. There's a scene where they, uh, on a boat, pull up to a waterfall, and then later in the movie when they're trying to escape from the anaconda, they back the boat up, and you can just tell it's that same scene reversed because the <laughs> waterfall is going up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think that through. They're like, no one will tell. <laughs> well, I've watched it, and I didn't tell. <laughs> so we've got Ali Sheedy as the main character, Stephanie, like we, we've mentioned her earlier. and then Stephanie. We, yeah, Stephanie. And we've got Steve the Goot, Gutenberg. I refer to him as the Goot in my notes. Steve Gutenberg plays... Oh, Newton. Newton. I didn't put it in there. There's something. I can't remember his name, but I just kept referring to him as the Goot. It's like, the Goot goes here. The Goot goes here. <laughs> and we've got Fisher Stevens playing Apu from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. uh, no, his name is Ben. And... 
How do you think this held up? Um, you know, I really, I remember at the time thinking I really liked him. I thought he was funny. Yeah. Um, and rewatching it, I still felt like he was funny and like he was, he was a really good character. I feel like they kind of made him like an, well, I don't know if they were trying to make him an idiot, but with him not understanding English language, he keeps saying things wrong. And he's also a gigantic horn dog. Yeah. He is so horny for everything that moves in this movie. I don't remember that so much, but I was 10. Yeah. So that could have been the reason. I was looking up the trivia on this and, and he was originally going to be a white man in the script. And they were like, oh, do you think you could maybe do something like an accent or something with your character to kind of make the lines a little funnier? And in the trivia, it says he lived in India for five weeks studying this character. Holy shit. And I'm like, are are you sure? Is that just something you said to like to make it seem like you're a better actor? Because <laughs> like, uh, again, it's just the Apu voice from The Simpsons. That's weird. Five weeks just yeah. studying. I like mean... the people there, their accents, the way they speak. Um, I think he pulled it out of his back pocket. I think they were like, hey, you know how you were going to be like a white person in this movie? Uh, we filmed tomorrow. I know. Short notice. Can you do <laughs> Indian voice? And he's like, I'll try my best. Here's some Simpsons episodes to study. Oh, I don't think yet. I don't oh, think no, yet. Simpsons yeah. wasn't out yet. He was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. But he's like, this is going to be very popular in the... Next few years. Um, yeah, it's not great. He doesn't really understand the English language very well. He keeps saying things wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. There's one later where he says something of like, he was like, oh, have you found the robot? And he goes, bimbo. Like, <laughs> bingo. Like, he's supposed to mean bingo. So I'm, I'm not sure if he's supposed to. He's not dumb. He's a computer robot programmer, but he just doesn't get the English language very well, I guess. So, yeah, we, we open up this ro- these robots. There's, what, five of them, I think? I think Johnny Five is the last. Mm-hmm, he's the last one. They have been developed for military purposes, and apparently the military is fine with just blowing up a shit ton of their stuff because these robots, they do a demonstration, and they destroy, like, tanks, trucks, vehicles. Mm-hmm, jeeps, yeah. Tons of stuff. Dummies. Yeah, well, that was just the government. <laughs> oh, wait, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you're supposed to believe if this is a real thing, but it, it quickly shows that this is like a ev- like a scheduled event because all the government and military people are sitting in like a football stands mm-hmm. and they're like, woo, robots destroy. Kill all those innocent people. Yeah. Kill all them dummies. Yeah. So, yeah, it was turns out it's just a demonstration. Turns out this is a company that makes like computers and programs and robots, but their name is Nova. And the head of Nova is the man named Howard. He's been, this actor has been in a ton of stuff, but where I've seen him at is he was in My Cousin Vinny as the stuttering lawyer. He he keeps trying to like talk to the witness and he's like, now, 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 would you say, you know, gets fired at the end of that. Yeah, as as we're going, I mean, these robots are built, they, some general says in a minute here that these robots were developed to get dropped into Russia, have a bomb, Go right into the middle of Russia or... Go down the main street. Of Moscow or something, yeah, and blow it up. And it's called Operation Got You Last. <laughs> this is that a weird-ass name. awful. I'm like, wow. They just go down the main street where lots of people are and hope to get what you're accomplishing? Yeah. 
I guess. It, I mm. kind of crazy. I don't get it. They spend eleven million dollars to blow up Russia because that you know you blow up a robot that's going to be eleven million dollars gone. True. Which at the end of this movie, fifty-five million dollars in nineteen eighty-six money is gone. Mm. Steve Gutenberg, not a huge fan of the military application of these robots. He's not at this meeting. He's programming robot hands to play piano. Yeah, just do different things. That's weird. Yeah. He he says later in the movie that this Johnny Five or the the Johnnies, I guess we can call them, the robots were initially made to be a marital aid for couples. I miss that. How? <laughs> how is this thing gonna help you with your marriage? Do the housework? Could be. Could do my, be do my job. So I can just like do crafts instead. Could be, yeah. As um, Fisher Stevens comes in this room, he is mad that Steve Gutenberg didn't come to this meeting, and he says, I'm tired of wearing the dress in this relationship. Mm. Wearing the pants, I'm sure is what he meant. So as the robots are all getting loaded up, Johnny Five is hit by lightning as these guys are trying to put him in like a truck. Gets struck by lightning, and wouldn't you know it, strike getting struck by lightning would cause you to become a real person. That's weird. Almost kind of Frankenstein-like. Yeah. It makes you... It gets all those volts in you and just kind of shakes you up a little. Yeah, it makes your computer programming real. But after this big showing at the military, they're all like celebrating and all the robots come into the room and all these people are like clapping and they notice that Johnny Five... Of course, his name is just Number Five in this point. All the robots come into this big room after the big showing of how what they can do because they all have like these lasers that can just blow everything up, which in the trivia it says that these lasers are the same sounds as the proton packs the Ghostbusters have in the Ghostbusters movie. Oh, yeah. I should have noticed that. I'm not a huge fan. Oh, no? You don't like that they use the same noise or you just don't like that noise? Well, I was just saying if I didn't notice that that was the Ghostbusters, how big of a fan could I possibly be? Oh. Makes me rethink my life. Oh, my goodness. But they notice that Johnny Five is missing when all these robots come in. And it's because a little this this place, first off, has a ton of different robots doing things. Like, it's got a robot waiter with drinks. Yeah. And it's got just robots doing everything. So Johnny Five, as he's kind of becoming alive now, sees a robot have, like, a loose wire on the back of it. <laughs> he's all like, ooh, baby. It, well, his OCD is like, I need to fix that. I, that's how I took it. <laughs> oh, I, I took it as... He's he likes her. Ooh, she's showing her tubes off. <laughs> Need to tuck that wire in. Yeah. Well, he is trying to follow this robot and the trash robot like bumps him into the back of a trash truck and they take him off. They yeah. take off with him. The timing is just so perfect. So convenient as if it was a script in a movie. Weird. <laughs> So the military now, Howard, the head of Nova, and you actually pointed this out. The head of the security for Nova is the captain from Police Academy. Yes. Which I have not seen a full Police Academy movie. Jesus, we're going to have to do that at some <laughs> point because I love them. Yeah, my dad used to watch them, you know, but I've never like sat down and watched an entire Police Academy mm. movie. But, you know, the Goot, Steve Gutenberg is also in that with him. Yep. So it's kind of funny to see them acting together. Also in an antagonistic role, the head of security hates Steve Gutenberg, much like he does in <laughs> Police Academy. They're like, oh, you're really good at those roles. Let's just keep that going. <laughs> yeah. What is his name in this movie? The Captain. 
What's his real name in real life? No, the name in the movie. We laughed about it a lot. Scroter, but I said scrotum. Well, we were calling him scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Scroter, you son of a bitch. Well, Johnny Five is now free. He gets off the truck and they're trying to find him and locate him. Like his programming is all messed up. Like they're trying to program him to bring him back and it has just a bunch of gibberish language in it. Yeah, because I guess they could make him come back. Like, so yeah. Putting in the whatever program. And he's all like, nope. Yeah, he's like, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? And it's like an old Dr. Pepper ad that he's looking at. Oh, because he needs input. Yeah, I, I guess he needs to learn. So he needs input. He needs to re re um train his brain. Yeah, I guess so. That he has now. I guess I thought he would know a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I think you think he would know a lot. Already, I mean, he's a robot. This cuts to a scene where he, uh, this security, futuristic security truck is driving down the middle of the road, mm -hmm. trying to find him. And it looks like that Tesla truck, that shitty Tesla truck that Elon Musk made. Oh. It's like a big box truck kind of thing. And he was like, this is indestructible. And he throws something out the window and breaks it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Elon Musk. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's the guy that ruined Twitter. I know. What that Twitter was needed more ruining. It was already a cesspool. But... Johnny Five is driving, uh, like riding around, and he gets hit by this truck, and it's like driving him down the road, mm. and it almost knocks him off this. Well, it does knock him off this bridge, and he parachutes off. Yeah, because I guess they made parachutes for these robots as well. I was thinking, oh my god, how is he gonna swim? Like, does he have like some computerized something that's gonna come out and help him swim? I don't know, because I guess we should describe him here a little bit. He's got eyebrows like these things that make it look like he's got eyebrows mm -hmm. to make it more a little realistic and do like the three stooges type stuff later yeah i think emotions kind of shows some emotion he's got like tire tank tracks for his legs he's got like two of them one on each side it's convenient and then he's got three arms he's got like two main ones and he's got like a tiny one that comes out and i think that's the one that's got all the different like oh the gadgets gadgets that he uses to like reprogram and access stuff go go gadget yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Well, he parachutes off this bridge and he lands directly onto Ali Sheedy's truck. Oh, another convenient thing. You know, just everything just happens so nice. Which I have a question about this truck. Is just like, what is it? It's weird, right? Grains, fruits, and vegetables is what it says. Some health nut, I think. But it's I like mean, a. You're not a nut if you're healthy, okay? I yeah. mean, I guess a nut is healthy, so well, you would be a nut. Back in the 80s, <laughs> I'm sure they would have been health nuts. <laughs> I can't. Okay, sorry. Oh, you're fine. I think back in the 80s, that would be considered health nut. They're like, oh, and one of them people trying to be healthy. Mm -hmm. But she says later that she can cater parties, or I think it says on her truck that she's good for parties. I'm like, what kind of party would you ever want to cater with grains, fruits, and vegetables? You know, it's a very specific pool that she would have to to try to find. Yeah, it's like if you went to a food truck place and it was like all these different food trucks, like, you know, burgers, tacos, all the good stuff. And then you saw this one in the corner that was grains, fruits, and vegetables. You'd just be like, I'm not going to that mm, one. If I was really committed to losing weight, yeah, then I'd be like, okay, fuck it. I'm and just then she's gonna go get some fucking broccoli. And then she'd be like, "Oh, you want a deep fried broccoli, or you want deep fried?" That's how we do it here. We deep oh, fry yeah. everything with some cheese on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still looking for the 
food truck that I found in Tulsa, Oklahoma one time. I went to a Tool concert with my friend, and outside the venue was a food truck. They had empanadas, which were okay, but then they had shrimp, deep-fried shrimp that was stuffed with cheese. I was going to say it was stuffed. It was the best food I've ever had in my life. Mm. And I think I wrote it down but lost the note or something like that, but if you're out there, call me. Yeah, let us know. Couple at gmail.com. <laughs> Every time I see a food truck or something, if I'm driving or hear that they're going to be in town, I'm just like, could it be? Could it be the one that got away? <laughs> going to gain a million pounds just eating stuffed shrimp. Be like, are you the one? I want your stuffed shrimp. Oh, after a while, it probably wouldn't be as good. Yeah, I know. Even though we eat Chinese every Friday, so. <laughs> and that's been going on for more, uh, longer than I want to admit. Well, we should tell the story behind that is that we decided to do like, a oh, well, let's eat out once a week mm-hmm. is how it began. And we're like, well, let's Friday night's going to be our night out, like eating something out and eating out at a place. <laughs> Friday night will be our night to eat out with food. And we were trying different things, but then it slowly became every Friday night was general chicken and night at the place yeah. we eat. And that is what we've been doing for a few years now, so mm-hmm. much so that they know us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they gave it to us for free one time. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, I went to go get it the other Friday, like a couple weeks ago, and the lady was like, oh, here you go, Scott. I was like, oh, you know us too well. <laughs> yeah, you, we even changed because it was underneath my name for the longest time. Yeah, and they changed their their online system. Yeah, so you had to then put in your name, and they still knew who we were. I know. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's funny. Well, we get Johnny Five to Ali Sheedy's place. He's like hiding in the truck, but she is like a animal nut, basically. Yeah. She's got animals that I wouldn't. I mean, like you think having a raccoon would be a nice pet, but I'd be kind of worried about it. She has a skunk. Right. But she did say no snakes. Oh, that's her line, huh? I guess so. But yeah, she's got a ton of different pets. And there, as she gets there... There's a three-legged dog that I did not realize was three-legged until later in the movie. He was getting around all right. Yeah, but he's on the roof barking, and her crazy ex is yelling at him on the roof. I know. He's an asshole. Yeah, this guy shows up a few times in the movie just trying to torture Ali Sheedy. Mm-hmm. And this proves it right here because he is trying to take the dog to Quinn's medical research. on, And it's, it's on the the crate that he's got for this dog because he's like, oh, he's old. He's going to die soon. And I'm just like, what, what is this going to happen to this dog? Yeah. Does he get money so they can like research something? I would have like, to imagine. Oh, cause as we find later, that's all this guy is interested in is money. My poor baby. I know. Are they going to like test lipstick on him and stuff? I don't know. So she grabs a bat and starts beating his trans am and he's super pissed off about it. And, oh yeah. And he leaves. So back to the scientist portion, Fisher Stevens and Steve Gutenberg are going to go find him. They're like, oh, take a robot with you. They were like, why do you need a, another robot to go find a robot? And he's like, well, if his laser is still activated, he could kill us and destroy so much. So we need another robot to take him out if we need to. And of course, Fisher Stevens has to have the line. Oh, we're going out into the world now. We're not going to be stuck in a laboratory anymore. This is a really a chance for you to spread your legs and fly. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe I was wrong. I mean, if you could picture it. <laughs> oh, I pictured it. Wow. Shelly's literally crying right now. Your butt would be flying first. I mean, how? <laughs> I don't know how it would work. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, we cut back to Sheedy's, and she sees that somebody is in her truck out there, and she, of course, thinks that it's her ex. And it turns out that it is Johnny. Well, God damn. Sorry, people. He, he doesn't become Johnny until the last scene of the movie. It's number five. He is destroying her truck looking for input. Yeah, which is rude. Well, I mean, he's a robot. He doesn't know what else to do. But Ali Sheedy is not great in this movie. I'll come out and say it. Yeah. She's playing this character. Stephanie is kind of dumb. I get it. She's supposed to be maybe like a hippie, you know, like taking in all the animals and free love and all that stuff. But she's kind of playing her as kind of dumb. Yeah, it doesn't mean she's just because you're a hippie doesn't mean you're dumb. Well, here's the thing is she sees this thing and she's like, oh, my God, it's an alien. She's like, I knew they would choose me. (laughs) Which, Which, okay, if you're a little naive and maybe a little i don't know blonde yeah which she wasn't blonde but you know but she I mean. seems like naive yeah, yeah definitely um she brings him into the house he keeps saying input but i can't remember how she does it but she keeps trying to like motion him to come in and he keeps like she says forward right she's like come in and she keeps like motioning with her hands and he just like mimics her with his but then, yeah, she says forward, and he's like, forward, and yeah. goes in. You got to really talk to him like a robot. It's crazy. But she's showing him her house, and this is where we find out that they are in Oregon, because she shows him a map, and she's like, oh, here we are. This is Earth, and here we are, Oregon. He's like, Oregon. Oregon. Um, this is where we get the special effect of the dictionary. She gives him a dictionary, and he speed reads it. So we just cut back and forth. I mean, Steve Gutenberg and Fisher Stevens are driving in this truck, and Steve Gutenberg is terrible at driving. He keeps, like, hitting the brakes every, like, few seconds like he's a new driver. Yeah, like he never gets out of the lab or something. He said, this is the first time in five years since I've driven. Jesus. I'm like, what, have you just been in the lab this whole time? You wouldn't forget how to drive. It's like riding a bike, right? Supposedly, but you do definitely forget how to ride a bike. Or at least your sense of gravity goes. Well, yeah. You remember that bike your um, someone from your work gave you? Uh-huh. I rode that thing. She let me borrow it, yeah. Yeah, I rode that thing for a second, and it took me a minute to get back on it. I had to make really wide turns because I was scared I was going to fall. Yeah, you definitely can forget how to ride a bike. But you can get going. You can go straight. Yeah. Your sense of gravity or your... Center of gravity goes, I feel. Yes, I, I agree. If you haven't done it for a while, I was like, oh my god. But driving a car, you wouldn't just be like, breaking it all the time. Yeah, if I hadn't driven a car in five years, I bet I could pick it up, okay? Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. It did not make sense. It doesn't make sense <laughs> because he is like, I haven't driven a car in five years. They're in Oregon. I mean, yeah, you're not getting taxis or subways. It's not like New York or something. I know. One thing I did like is that, you know, the Johnny number five was going around her house, like destroying everything because he knows what they, what it is. Mm-hmm. And then she just like, wait a minute. And she flips on the TV and treats him like a three year old. Yeah. Yeah. She treats him like my parents did. Like, so. oh, you're destroying the house. <laughs> Here's this 
screen. Yeah, and he's watching the Three Stooges. Right. Which comes back to play later, so I think it's funny. Yeah, well, uh, back to the scientists for a minute here. This is where we kind of learn that Fisher Stevens may not be all he says he is because he's driving now. Fisher Stevens is finally just like, dude, and it would be funny if he dropped his accent if he was driving and he's like, I think you should, dude, let me fucking drive <laughs> if he just dropped it because he's driving. He says it's going to be a barrel full of monkeys as they drive away, but Steve Gutenberg's like, where are you from? And he says, Bakersfield. And he goes, no, 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 where are your ancestors from? And he says, Pittsburgh. <laughs> so is he faking this? Like, what? Is, it'd be, at least it would be something if he was like, look, you know how many white guys get hired on at the at the military base? A million. How many Indian people do they have? None. One. If now. he was like, I was a diversity hire. <laughs> oh, nice. It may not uh, work in today's climate, but at least there would be something where you're like, Huh, how come he's doing kind of a weird accent? And it was like, well, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Or instead of my family's from Pittsburgh and I have this thick accent and don't know English well. Yeah. It would have also been funny if like it rains and his like his makeup is coming <laughs> off. There's just this running joke that he is not Indian through the movie. Oh, goodness. And they were like, it's okay. Johnny Five's alive. It's okay to be who you are. Ben, we know that you're not Indian. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. That would have been great. Yeah. At least at least make a joke of it instead of this being like, welcome to the Quickie Mart, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. No? So the next morning, Johnny Five has been sitting and watching TV all night. He keeps repeating commercials, and Ali Sheedy takes him out and shows him a view of this bridge, which... I guess Oregon has this New York-style bridge, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. looks like the Brooklyn Bridge, almost. I don't know. I guess so. As they're out looking at the bridge, the three-legged dog kind of starts barking at Johnny Five, and he rolls back over the ledge onto a chicken coop. Yeah. And she's freaked out, and as she runs down, she sees there's the name of Nova Robotics Corporation on his, like, chassis or whatever of the robot of the frame. And that's when she's like... I thought you were an alien. You're a robot? <laughs> she was, like, really upset about it. Yeah, because she's not... As a hippie, she has a real big problem with the government, although I guess that makes me a hippie, too. But mm -hmm. she calls them, like, warmongers and killers and stuff like that. She does call Nova, and she was like, look, I have your robot. And they're like, oh, my God, we got the robot. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. She's like, is there a reward for it? And <laughs> very funny, Howard is like, well, well, I can get you on the tour at a discounted price. Yeah, that's so stupid. Like, give her a student discount. Yeah. Like, what? And as she's on the phone here, Five sees a grasshopper and starts jumping like him. Yeah. Which this is kind of weird looking. Yeah, I didn't. They could have done without this. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Mm -mm. But that's how we get how he understands death I yeah because as he's jumping he accidentally jumps on it and kills it mm -hmm. and he doesn't understand that it's dead he just asks stephanie to fix it but she was kind of rude she's like it's dead as a doornail it's not coming back so <laughs> get over it okay well i guess you don't really have to be like a trying to explain death to a kid just be like look isn't he dumbass robot it's dead <laughs> You went through all of my dictionaries last night. Death is in there. I know it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all in there. So as she explains the concept of death to him, 
he realizes that death is another word for disassemble, and he realizes also that that is what Nova is going to do to him once they get him back. Mm-hmm. So he keeps yelling, like, no disassemble, no disassemble. He freaks out and he steals her truck. <laughs> yeah. He gets in her truck. Thankfully, she still has the driver's manual in there because he speed reads that and then he drives off super quick. I gotta learn how to drive. Yeah, and like an 80s action movie, Ali Sheedy jumps on the back of her truck as it's taking off. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. As the scientists are kind of pulling up onto this madness, this is where we keep getting Fisher Stevens is super horny. He's always talking about chicks and babes, mm-hmm. which is, again, just kind of weird. Very, it's very weird. It would also be funny at the end of this if they were like, dude, Ben, you're a 25-year-old virgin. Yeah, come on. He's like... There's a reason for that. Yeah, you're a computer nerd. You're a 25-year-old. Not not to say that computer nerds are virgins, but with him, how much he talks about getting horny, and he says Woody later. He says, I got a big Woody. <laughs> Be like, Ben, Ben, can we talk for a second? I am not okay with this. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your big Woody. By the way, I know you're not Indian. <laughs> I saw you putting that makeup on in the morning in the bathroom. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> ben, Ben, this is your friend. Look at me, Ben. Stop it. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> Starts crying. Poor guy. He needs therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one liked Ben the American, but maybe people would like Ben the man from India. Which I think he's funny, so you know, it does something for me. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's okay. I thought he was very funny just in person. He's been in a lot. Bronson Pinchot wait, Fisher Stevens is his name. He's been in a ton. Most recently we saw him every now and again in succession. Yes. He would show up and Shelley would always be like, Look at that neck. No. Look at that neck. <laughs> neck. It is a thin neck. I'm just jealous. I guess. <laughs> like, how does he not have any double chin? It's just, it's just a neck. He's just got this long neck. Yeah, it's like a basketball on a thin piece of tube. Ugh. He's got a very thin neck, yeah, which he kind of still does in this. Yeah, and I mean, he's older now, like in succession, he's older, and I'm like, when you get older, your skin does get a little thinner, and it sags, and blah, blah. Yeah. And he's just great. Yeah, he looks good. He's going, he's kind of losing his hair, as he was in succession, yeah. his hair's going. You know. They do this big car chase, and Johnny Five eventually almost drives him off like a little cliff, and Ali Sheedy yeah. gets him to stop at the last second. They actually go like one tire over. Oh, yeah. That was scary. Uh, Gutenberg and Stevens pull up, and Gutenberg's, er, Stevens is immediately like, Girly, girly, come over here, girly. And she's like, what planet is this guy from? <laughs> she's trying to tell them all about what happened. She said, like, oh, the robot drove us here. And they're like, robot? The robot can't drive. They have this thing they keep saying where yeah. it's like, the robot, all it does is like do programming. It, I can't remember how do they word it. it. Says the robot doesn't know or think. It just runs programs or something like that. So Johnny Five pulls out, like gets out of the truck. He leans his head out and he was like, "Please, no disassemble." And they can't believe that he's like actually talking to them like that. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it? The military now shows up, led by Scrote. Yeah, Scrotum is like, I'm going to blow this fucker up. Yeah, he's got a real thing about this robot trying to murder him. Yeah, and I'm just like, do you know how much this thing costs? Love million dollars. Yeah. And 86 money. That's why, like, nobody else wants to blow it up, but he is just gung-ho on blowing something up, I think. Yeah, it makes me laugh, though, because 
Gutenberg, Stevens, and Ali Sheedy are all standing there in the military, or the security guards immediately just start firing at him with no regard for them. (laughs) Well, maybe Scrote was right because as they start firing at him, Johnny Five's laser goes off and starts destroying a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. And instead of Ali Sheedy being like, oh my God, this thing was in my house and it could have killed me at any second. She's like, yeah, kill those people, Johnny Five. (laughs) She's not a fan of Nova. So, and they did almost kill her because they were firing their their guns at her. So I would probably be the same way. Be like, blow them up. Be like, huh, if I made that thing mad last night, it could have killed me in a second. Nah. She's like, that explains why when he wanted to watch more TV and I turned it off, his eyes went red. Oh. Hmm. Crazy. And his little eyebrows kind of. <laughs> they don't. V'd in. V'd in. <laughs> made the little V. <laughs> well, Gutenberg cuts the power to Johnny Five and they they take this robot away. And Stevens tells Sheedy here, he's like, I, I enjoyed repeatedly throwing you to the ground. <laughs> what the hell? Because he keep, she keeps trying to get up and he keeps throwing her down when they're shooting. I know, but that's a little, that's a little dark. A little weird, yeah. Like, why would you enjoy throwing a lady on the ground? I don't know. Well, um, you kind of tell that something's going on with Ali Sheedy and Steve Gutenberg here because he, you know, he's talking mm. to her and. Says he likes talking to her. And she says, call me to keep me updated on what happens to Johnny Five. She's like, you can't let him disassemble him. And he's all like, oh, she wants me to call her. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a teenage girl. Exactly. So Fisher Stevens and some unnamed guard are driving this truck. Johnny Five is in the back. He reactivates, like turns back on. He uses his eyebrows on his head to grab like a wrench to turn his power back on. Because it's got like this little button and he replaces his damaged arm from because these guys were oh. shooting the shit out of him. Yep, yep, yep. And he also does some like uh, soldering work on his circuits. He pops open that board and sees all these like computer boards and circuit boards and stuff. And he does a lot of soldering with his little third arm that he's got. Yeah, he's just uh, you know fixing himself. Uh, well, Stevens and this guard see that he is active, and they freak out and stop the truck and run away. And Five then takes the truck and drives off and leaving them on the side of the road, which Gutenberg later rolls up and picks those guys up. And Steven says, hi, honey, what is for dinner? Oh, yeah. As Gutenberg pulls up to pick them up. Uh, This is where Johnny Five notices that he's got a tracking device because the truck that he's in like shows his position. And he realizes he's got, like, a tracking device, which he takes off and throws in an old couple's truck next to him. Yeah, which, I mean, pretty smart. Yeah. He's he's getting there. He's alive. He's alive. (laughs) He says it later. Number five is alive. I like that he turns the music on and he's, like, bopping. Like, he's he's grooving with the music as he's driving. Yeah, swerving like a maniac on this road, though. That's what happens when you start listening to music and you start, you know, what I call chair dancing. Chair dancing. Yeah, you just kind of pop oh, in your chair. Kind of swerving, moving around. Yeah, you, gotcha. can't, you can't get up. You just dance in your chair. You just kind of, it's like you. Um, I wish we had video right now. <laughs> <laughs> you flex your butt muscles and you let them go. And you just oh. kind of bop up and down like that. Strengthening that <laughs> pelvic floor. <laughs> Which ladies in their 40s, can you tell me? Yes. <laughs> you need that. Um, him dropping this tracker does lead to a funny moment because the military is all tracking them 
and they immediately there's a ton of guys with guns that are in front of this old couple's truck. They point it at him, and the old lady is like, "Did you get the grass out of the glove box?" <laughs> Which this is just like the sweetest old couple you've ever seen in your yeah. life. And then she talks about having drugs. Which at that time it was drugs. Now it's more legal everywhere. Yeah, I know. Um, you got to do hard time back then for pot. Exactly. Uh, so it was just so funny that, that she said that. Well, at the Nova Complex, Gutenberg and Stevens are trying to explain to Scroder that, you know, something great has happened here. Like, you know, number five is really alive here. He's actually talking and understands things. So Johnny Five, he escapes again, leading to Howard to put out a, like a, a reward for anybody who sees anything about it or can tell them where he is. Because as Ali Sheedy is about to get in the tub, the news people show up and she just answers the door in a robe. Yeah, I can't believe some of the questions they asked. Like what? What were they again? They asked if the robot molested her. What? Yeah. Is that for real? Yeah. That's insane. They did. They. Um. That's what it, it's in my notes anyway. Good lord! I must have been writing something else down. I didn't hear that. That is crazy. The eighties, I guess. I was like, whoa. But yeah, they do say it on the news where they say, "Um, did you know there's a twenty-five thousand dollar reward for the robot?" She's like, how are you going to spend that? And the ex, yeah, is playing pool like a bar. And he was like, mm, I'm going to get that money. Yeah, I'm all about money. Gotta get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's in the tub again, and Johnny Five shows up. He's got like a bush in front of his head. And he's like, it's a disguise. He's like, I've got a bush too. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. Um. He does tell her that she has nice software right here when she's in the tub. Yeah. He's getting a little like, like, my God. Stevens and Gutenberg steal a truck and get out. This is where the Howard almost, he like sticks in front of their truck to try and stop them from going. But they leave anyway because they're going to go find number five. There's a little bit of a cameo here is that. Johnny Five is watching Saturday Night Fever on TV later, mm. which was also directed by John Badham. So I was wondering if he had to pay for that to show it in this movie. No, probably not. I don't know. He's like, this, this, I made this movie. Why do I have to pay for it? Yeah, he's got John Travolta doing his dancing. Yep. Doing all, a lot of pelvic thrusting. He's, he's strengthening his pelvic muscles as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. doing dancing chair dancing too he's he's it's more standing up more stand dancing yeah <laughs> that's where you kind of move your feet as well yeah because i mean you know if you were laying down it would be floor dancing i guess well it, yeah what if i'm leaning up against a wall is that wall dancing <laughs> you know whatever you're on basically like you're on your feet it's feet dancing you're leaning against a wall yeah that would be wall dancing yeah if you're next to a window. Window dancing. Window dancing. Just thinking about dancing is mind dancing. <laughs> Just saying the word dancing is mouth dancing. <laughs> you got it. Um, well, they dance here for a moment, and then the next morning, the ex shows up with a gun to get Johnny Five. Like, Wow. And there's a short scene here where Johnny Five's making breakfast. He's, like, destroying the breakfast. He's, like, putting eggs with the shells in, and he's cooking hash browns, but it's, like, the hash browns are still in the box, and he's just burning it on the stove. It's, yeah. He's trying. Which, 
Ali Sheedy, you think, would be pissed off that he's just destroying her house. Because she's like, what is going on? And she sees he's trying to make breakfast. She's like, oh, you. Yeah, you're just so silly. You fucked up my house, and it smells like burnt box of hash browns. Yeah, forget about it. Well, the ex forces himself in the house, and she like, makes a reference that he's probably drinking. She says his eyes are bloodshot and watery. Yeah. like, Well, I'm, I'm thinking he's more stoned. Maybe, yeah. Well, Johnny Five overhears the ex say that he's going to take him back to that lab, and he freaks out and leaves. Mm-hmm. As he's leaving, he says, tracks don't fail me now. <laughs> well, the ex runs outside and sees, the, and this is like seconds. I don't understand how this could happen, but Mm-mm. Johnny Five has completely disassembled his Trans Am. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And, you know, the TV starts to play an effect here because Johnny Five is starting to do a John Wayne impression. Mm-hmm. He's blocking bullets as the X shoots at him. He, like, has a piece of metal and he's, like, blocking the bullets. I mean, are you going to get the 25000 if you blow him up? Or if you injure him? Yeah, they probably want him back alive. Yeah. Um, the ex-boyfriend does hit Johnny Five with a pipe and he goes down, which I thought was pretty damn funny. Yeah, like, <laughs> the gun... No. Nothing. No, no, no. You hit him in the side with a uh, a metal bar or whatever. Yeah. Goes right down. The ex then like kind of hits Stephanie and Johnny Five gets pissed off and he starts using his laser to like shoot pieces of clothing off of this guy. Mm-hmm. Eventually shooting his belt off and his pants fall down. Yeah, and he's so embarrassed he just runs off. Yeah, that's it. Well, Sheedy and number five drive away and... Five is like, well, you know, Steve Gutenberg really can help us. I think he is a good guy. Mm-hmm. So they set up a meeting with Nova. She calls them and says she wants to see Steve Gutenberg by himself at this bar. And he's all like, oh, my goodness. Is yeah. this what a date is? <laughs> well, Fisher Stevens has another creepy line here where he's like, oh, I bet she's a virgin. Or she used to be. Yeah. What? The fuck is that? Why? Why say that? Why is that in the script? I don't know. Hopefully that wasn't an ad lib. And everybody used to be a virgin. 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 At some point. Yeah. Virgin. They show up to this bar and wouldn't you know it, Scrote and all of the other people are disguised as like patrons of this bar. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because Sheedy and Gutenberg are trying to talk and as they're sitting there, Johnny Five is like out in the woods and all the other robots start to like attack him. Yeah. And he takes them all down. He like throws mud in one's face and turns it off. Which, if he was able to turn himself back on, you think the others would be able to as well. Mm, they're not alive, so... Yeah, well, yeah, probably so. But we get the probably the line of the movie, which I've heard a lot, which where he says, Hey, laser lips, your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> this robot is driving and shooting at him, and he's like backed up. He's driving backwards, and he swerves, and this robot goes directly into a porta potty Oh. I was like, you can't fix that. That robot, you just throw that robot away. Yeah, no. You you can't get that out. It's like when um um oh the the automatic vacuum. The Roomba. Roomba, yeah. When the Roomba accidentally goes over some dog shit. Not yeah. saying that that's ever happened. It um, did. But <laughs> you just throw that Roomba away. <laughs> Don't try to clean it. Because there's there, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's you can't. Mm-mm. 
You you tried. You tried your best. You just you're at a couple hundred dollars. You just gotta be okay with that. Well, we see Johnny Five reprogramming the other robots that they've got here, and he knows that if they're coming after him, then all Nova must be coming after her. So he mm. breaks into the bar and gets Stephanie out and drives her out of there. He throws a bar stool at somebody while saying, "Here's your table." He's <laughs> like, "Here's your table." He also has a line where he's like, Stephanie, let's go. We be jamming. <laughs> just weird lines. He's just, that's just everything he's heard on TV. Yeah, as they're driving away in a truck, Stephanie is like, it wasn't a good idea to contact Gutenberg. He's a PH dork. Oh my. Terrible, terrible mm-hmm. lines. That was awful. Uh, almost as bad as Scrote, after this robot has gotten away again, says, this robot's giving me the red ass. Oh. <laughs> What's a red ass? Just getting me getting upset or something. Is that when you getting eat, mad? Eat hot food. I don't know. Probably so. Is that like a burn ass? <laughs> burn ass. Burned ass. My my ass is burnt. That Chinese food gave me the red ass, as it is usually does. It's it, been it, pretty spicy lately. It can do that. <laughs> As the military are like kind of pissed off and talking about the robot, the other robots show up and Johnny Five has programmed them into being the Three Stooges. Mm, that's cute. Yeah, they're like, whoop, 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 like hitting each other. Sheedy's car breaks down and she tells Johnny Five to shoot anybody who comes after them. And he was like, whoa, Stephanie, that is way too much. And she's like, okay, I'm sorry. He like, does another John Wayne impression. Was like, I'll fix their wagons, though. <laughs> So we cut back to Steve Gutenberg. He's like sitting at this bar that they were at and Stevens comes and picks him up. And this is where he's like talking about, oh, did she stick your tongue down her throat? Oh, God. He's like, I'm sporting a tremendous Woody right now. Oh, boy. And Steve Gutenberg does have kind of a funny line where he was like, oh, our hands almost touched. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I don't know. That's too much. Well, as they're in the truck, Johnny Five, I guess they backtracked, but he comes back opens the door and tells Fisher Stevens to get out because he's taking Steve Gutenberg with him. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Five takes Gutenberg. They go back to Sheedy where they're at. And, you know, he tells Steve Gutenberg where he's like, it's wrong to kill. He's like, even me as a robot, it's wrong to kill anything. Yeah. And we get this scene. I mean, it kind of stretches out for a while, but Gutenberg's kind of testing him. He's playing patty cake with Johnny Five for a bit. <laughs> He shows him, Steve Gutenberg has like a diagram of like the robot parts, I guess, but it also has ketchup spilled on it. And he shows Johnny Five, he was like, when you look at this, what do you see? And he was like, ooh, like robot. He was, well, he can't tell, you know, he can't do shapes or whatever. But then he goes, uh, but it looks like a butterfly. And Steve Gutenberg is like, he goes, no shit. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like an ink blot. Is that what they call it? Yeah, well, that's what the ketchup kind of looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Johnny Five interpreted what he saw, and Steve Gutenberg goes, no shit. And Johnny Five goes, no see shit. Where shit? <laughs> I don't see the shit. And Five also ties Gutenberg's shoes together here, so he's like, oh. falls over as he tries to walk. And Such a prankster. Yeah. So I guess Steve Gutenberg has been up all night thinking about how to test them because we cut to the next morning and Gutenberg's like standing still, but he's like kind of nodding off like he's about to fall asleep. Mm. And he's just like, I got it. And he tells Johnny Five this long joke about like a priest, a minister, and a rabbi saying like they'll throw him 
money into the air and how it lands in a circle. And he's like, the priest says, whatever money lands in the circle, we'll give to God or we'll give to the church. The minister says, whatever money lands outside of the circle, we'll give to the church. And the rabbi says, whatever money keeps up in the air, that's what we'll give to the church. So is it that, so specifically he points the rabbi out as being the one who wants to keep the money. He said something about giving it to God, though, I thought. Well, yeah, it was just like whatever money lands in the circle. outside. The joke is basically is that the rabbi doesn't want to give any money to God. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Which is like, is that a Jewish joke? Jewish mm. people like money? I honestly did not get it. Well, the joke is the priest and the rabbi are trying to figure out how to divide the money up, and the joke is the rabbi says, we'll throw the money up in the air, and whatever stays up in the air is what we'll donate to God. Meaning none of it will stay up in the air. I don't get how that's funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of just like, a, oh, 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 okay. Johnny Five about dies laughing. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I don't think it was that funny. Well, <laughs> Gutenberg's like, he laughed at my jokes. He is alive. <laughs> he thinks I'm funny. <laughs> and as Johnny Five is celebrating, he turns around and... Steve Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy are just making out. Mm -hmm. And he says something like, I want some too. Yeah, he wants, uh, you know, do a threesome, I think, because he's alive. <laughs> yes, and as you're alive, that means you want to have a threesome. Because <laughs> he said, he wants a threesome because he's alive. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only time. Uh, <laughs> but she does kiss him. And he's like, ooh, right on the sensor. Oh, right. I'm yeah. Like, ooh. That's why she gives him like a little peck on the cheek of the robot's head kind of weird well the military wouldn't you believe it show up no way and Sheedy is immediately pissed off at gutenberg because she believes that he led them here to us to, to us mm. he led them to us he yeah. led them to them dang it and gutenberg's trying to like tell them that everything's okay he gets out they they do like a little bit of a car chase for a bit they get in the truck and johnny five gets in the back and they drive off for a little bit but the military stops him and sheedy and gutenberg are like getting out and they're like it's fine no no he's not he's not in any trouble he's good he's not gonna hurt anybody the back of this truck if you look in the back while they're talking this truck is shaking like johnny five is jerking off in it <laughs> that's yeah. what i put on my notes he's like I got to get this in before they reprogram me. <laughs> I get, yeah, I got to get one last in. He's like, I'm alive. So I figured out how to jerk off. <laughs> He's like rubbing his sensor. <laughs> flicking the sensor. Well, Scrote keeps telling Howard, the head of Nova, that he wants to just kill everything. He's trying to talk him into just destroying it all. Gosh. And these military guys come in and remove Sheedy and Gutenberg and... As they're doing that, Johnny Five bursts out of the back of the truck and the military just starts opening fire on him. Yeah, and he's trying to get away. It's like he's just trying to make a dash for it. Yeah, and then this big helicopter, which must have cost a lot of money to have in mm. this movie, but this helicopter starts shooting at him and wouldn't you know, he just blows Johnny Five right up. Damn it. And Ali Sheedy is crying her eyes out like, I get it. I mean, you know, you think it's alive and it seems to be alive, but... She was emotionally attached to him. I thought she was going to be pissed off at Gutenberg here, but she, like, kind of, you know, cries in his shoulder, you know. She kind of, like, leans into him and starts crying, and he, like, holds her. And then 
this is kind of like a freaky situation here. Two of the military guys are taking parts from Johnny Five. Yeah. Like, they're going to take him for trophies. And they were, they were like, oh, you want to trade this for that? And, yeah, like, one's got oh. his head and the other's got his arm. No. They're like, oh, look at this. I got me a trophy. I'm like, Jesus. In Vietnam, those guys would be taking, making necklaces out of ears, like yeah. you heard about. This, uh... This doesn't make the military look real great. I don't know if they are supposed to be. I think they're supposed to be like the security for Nova. I keep saying military and fucking it up. Well, it it's kind of acts like the military. Yeah, for sure. And they talk about blowing Russia up, so something. Mm, yeah. This was in the middle of the Cold War at the time. He's talking to Scroat, and Scroat's like, Woo, we did it! And Howard tells Scroat, like, you're fucking fired. Yeah, because you're an asshole. Yeah, and... Howard goes, all of our research is down the drain. And I was like, don't you have more robots? But I remembered that they only were five and he killed the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Gutenberg and Sheedy are driving away in this truck, which I guess the security people just let them have. They were like, yeah, that's our property, but you can keep it. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> just drive off. Well, as they're driving away, underneath all these parts, Johnny Five pops up. To get down there yeah you kind of wonder he's like a robot he can't really flex into like a ball or anything mm. <laughs> he's like this big robot but gutenberg puts it together that like he fixed his arm earlier he put together an entire robot in the back of this truck from the parts that were in it yep in like five minutes programmed it and everything yeah the military didn't even look in the back of this truck to make sure that there was nothing else in there no there's only one robot <laughs> We're here for one robot, and we killed one robot, so let's get the fuck out of here. Check. Let's go. <laughs> when we shot that robot to death, it said, I'm not who you want, but that can't be anything. <laughs> no big deal. He doesn't know. He's just a robot. So Gutenberg's like, oh, well, I've got a ranch in Montana, and we can all live there, and you can have as much input as you want. As they drive away, Johnny Five gets behind the wheel. He's like, I need a name. How about Kevin? He goes, no. Johnny. Johnny number five. Aww. And I was like, damn, I thought he was called Johnny five this whole time. Well, I did just because I knew that's what he's called. Well, yeah, he gives him his name for real at the end of this movie. But we were kind of finishing our notes up as the credits were going. And we saw they're like replay parts of the movie as the credits are going on. Mm -hmm. But then there's parts of the movie that didn't happen. There's like a scene where Johnny five is in a scrapyard and he's like, escaping from a crushed car and he's like holding on to a like a beam as it's like taking him up i we were like that didn't happen yeah i don't understand i was very confused by that which that's a part of the trivia on imdb is it was like oh parts of the movie that weren't parts were that were not in the movie are in the credits <laughs> and i was like yeah we were confused by that hmm maybe they're like this would have been good. We'll, we spent a lot of time on this. Let's just put it at the end. Nobody will notice. Yeah. Because they're already done with the movie, so they're moving on. They're they're finishing up their notes. They're not going to see anything. Well, it just reminds me, one of the funniest jokes I thought was in that movie Walk Hard, you know, where, where he's like, you don't want no part of this shit. You know, oh, that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's at the end of the movie when John C. Riley is an old man and it's flashing back to things that happened in the movie, but then it also flashes back to things like that didn't happen. <laughs> it shows him and Chris Parnell, like, as detectives. They both got guns and oh, they're in, like, yeah. a warehouse. That's so funny. You're like, this didn't happen. I thought that was so funny. Flashing back to things. Yeah. But that's it. They set up for a sequel and almost no one came back, but wouldn't you guess it? Fisher Stevens did. 
to, oh, yeah. to play Ben again. He broke that makeup out. They had to do it. I just imagine they're like, we'd like to have you back for short circuit two. He like goes into a room and just opens up the box. Like it's all of his makeup. It's like, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> oh, so did you like it? I did. It's definitely not the one I thought it was, but I thought it was okay. It was, like I said, more grounded, not like a ton of goofy, weird jokes, which maybe the second one wouldn't hold up very well if it was all goofy, dumb jokes. True. Yeah, I felt the same. I felt like it was okay. Held up pretty good. There were some outdated things in there, which happens, I think, when you watch 80s movies. Yeah. It's just, the times have changed. But for overall, I liked it. Good. Yeah, me too. That was a good pick. Yeah. All right. So we're going to shout out our comment comments, which um, I said that as plural, and we only got one. <laughs> Uh, so that's okay. Better than nothing. So our friend Carrie commented on the Mac and me. And it's the best thing that ever came of this movie was Paul Rudd. Every freaking time Conan is a great support. Yes. So she was talking about how Paul Rudd shows the kid going over the cliff in his wheelchair every time when he's on Conan. Uh, to Conan, yeah. Which you... Showed me like a ton of little clips of Conan, uh, of Paul Rudd doing that with Conan. It's hilarious. Yes, absolutely. So funny. But we love Carrie. Uh, thank you for commenting. Yes, we actually, she is someone that we do actually know. Yeah. But <laughs> if you uh, do shout us out or say something on us, we'll uh, give you a shout and mention you. Yeah. If you're, we don't care if you're, you know, want us to shout your company out or your podcast. We might make it big one day, so you never know. Yeah, for real. We'll shout you out for free. So what are we doing next? So next week, we're going to be doing a movie that I think you'll find insane. Mm. It's like a suspense movie, but it's got Nicolas Cage in it. Being in, he is acting at 100 this entire movie. Oh, that's awesome. It is fucking insane. It's from 1993. It's called Deadfall. Okay, I've never heard of it. I had to double check that it's available to rent. We'll have to buy it, but it's only like three bucks. Okay. But it is insane. Cool. It's considered one of his worst movies. If it's only $3. Yeah. You know, this is going to be great to talk about. Yeah, which by the way, we had to buy Short Circuit as well. No, that's fine. Yeah, so. Cool. All right, well, join us next time for Deadfall. Bye-bye.